Thank you for joining us for the Friends of Israel today. I'm Steve Conover. With me is Chris Katolka. We've created a special way for you to show your support for Israel in your neighborhood during the Hanukkah season. We'll have more to say about this next week, but you can visit foi.org slash shine to learn more. Again, that's foi.org slash shine. And this week, we've selected a favorite past episode for Thanksgiving. Well, happy Thanksgiving, Steve. Happy Thanksgiving. It's great to see you. Well, during the Thanksgiving weekend, there's no better time to study Scripture's teachings about thankfulness, specifically the laws for saying thank you to God, which are laid out in Leviticus. Well, today I want you to find out in this week's Thanksgiving-themed episode how Israelites were to say thank you to God and why he required them to eat the entire Thanksgiving offering in one day. But first in the news, in a recent announcement, Bethlehem's mayor, Hannah Hanania, officially announced the cancellation of Christmas in his city. According to the Daily Mail, Bethlehem city officials claim their decision to scrap the holiday festivities is to honor Hamas martyrs fighting against Israel. Well, here's my take, Steve. Jesus, the Prince of Peace, was born in Bethlehem. And this Christmas season, peace is what we are longing for now more than ever. But Mayor Hananiah's silence when he was pressed on the atrocities of October 7th and his decision to blame Israel for halting the holiday is not a message of peace. It's actually all politics. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. The Thanksgiving season is such a great way to stop for a moment and to give thanks to God for every blessing he's given to us. It's a gracious gift, a blessing that he's given to us to be able to say thank you to the Lord. You know, the Hebrew word for thank you is toda. If you want to say thank you very much in Hebrew, you say toda rabah. And when you travel to Israel, which I hope you do with us one day, when we when we get back to traveling to Israel, you can come with us and you can put your Hebrew to work. You can say toda uh, to whatever Israeli, whoever Israeli you run into, because toda is one of the first words that you learn in Hebrew when you get to Israel. It just means thank you. And what's amazing about Hebrew that's spoken in Israel today is that it's actually a resurrected language. For nearly 1,700 years, Hebrew was only spoken during prayers and used in synagogues. But a man named Eliezer ben Yehuda in the late 1800s believed that if the Jewish people were going to return to the land of Israel, they needed to speak a language that would bind them together. You know, he really believed Hebrew was that language. So ben Yehuda turned the, the Bible the Talmud and other Hebrew texts, he turned to them to begin to compile a dictionary of the Hebrew language that Jewish people could speak as a common language. Now, if you read through the Old Testament, the very first place that you find the word thank you or the word associated with gratitude is actually found in Leviticus chapter seven. And that's where we get our word todah. Todah, thank you in Hebrew, is a word that's found in the Bible and it's connected to the very idea of thanksgiving. It's the term of gratitude. And the very first time it's used is here in Leviticus in the section actually connected to the sacrifices that the Israelites would offer to God. Now, the book of Leviticus is full of commands and laws from God for the Israelites to offer up sacrifices on certain days at certain times for certain reasons. And the majority of these sacrifices were required. 
No ifs, ands, or buts. If you sinned, then you were required to bring a sin offering. If you trespassed, you were required to bring a trespass offering. You would bring these to the high priest or the priest at the tabernacle or the temple. However, there is one sacrifice in Leviticus that wasn't a requirement. This sacrifice was to be a pure expression of todah, of thanks to God. It's this offering that's mentioned in Leviticus chapter 7, our todah offering, and it falls under the section of peace offerings, shalom offerings. If you wanted to give a peace offering, there was a subcategory of todah to give thanks to God. So here it is. As an Israelite living under the law, if you simply wanted to say thank you, todah to God for all the blessings that he's bestowed on you as one of his children, you would follow the law outlined in Leviticus 7, 11 through 15. And I want to read that for you. Listen to this. This is the law of the peace offering sacrifice, which he is to present to the Lord if he presents it on account of todah, of thanksgiving, along with the thank offering he must present unleavened loaves mixed with olive oil, unleavened wafers smeared with olive oil, and well-soaked ring-shaped loaves made of choice wheat flour mixed with olive oil. He must present this grain offering in addition to ring-shaped loaves of leavened bread, which regularly accompany the sacrifice of his Thanksgiving peace offering. He must present one of each kind of grain offering as a contribution offering to the Lord, and it belongs to the priest who splashes the blood of the peace offering. The meat of his Thanksgiving peace offering must be eaten on the day of his offering. He must not set any of it aside until morning. Now, listen, this is the reason why you probably don't do your devotions in Leviticus. What you just listened to was the legalese of the text. It was the fine print of the law. Uh, you, you know, it's probably the reason you don't hear many sermons preached from Leviticus. Again, this is the legalese. So let me share how this law from Leviticus chapter seven, verses 11 through 15 got worked out in real life in order to say thank you to God. According to the rabbis, the thankful Israelite, follow me here. The thankful Israelite would bake 40 loaves of bread mentioned in Leviticus 7, 12 through 14. And after baking his loaves of bread, he would choose his finest lamb or goat and travel to the temple in Jerusalem. Uh, and this walk could be a couple of minutes, depending on how close he lived to Jerusalem, or it could be a day's journey, depending on where they were living in Israel. You know, all this just to say, todah. Thank you, Lord. Think about the investment that's already there and saying thank you to God. A sacrifice that wasn't demanded to be offered. It was something that you did on your own volition. So when the thankful Israelite would arrive at the temple, he would give a portion of his bread to the priests and the priests would take the offering of the lamb or the goat and they would sacrifice it to the Lord. And afterward, the offering would be returned to the thankful Israelite and he would barbecue that lamb and 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 then he would have to eat it and according to leviticus 7 15 that thankful israelite was required to eat all of it by the end of the day did you hear that in leviticus 7 15 the flesh of the sacrifice of his peace offering for thanksgiving shall be eaten the same day it is offered he shall not leave any of it until morning the thankful worshiper was left with the task to eat the entire lamb or goat by the end of the day. And that sounds more like torture 
than it does giving thanks. You know, let's put this into context here for Thanksgiving. Maybe you've already done this. You've purchased your turkey and it ranges from 12 to 20 pounds and it can feed, you know, eight to 15 people. Inevitably, there are leftovers for turkey sandwiches and turkey casseroles. That's what I look forward to. Now, that's 12 to 20 pounds feeding multiple people and there's still leftover food. Now, according to Leviticus, that thankful Israelite was required to eat all of the lamb. That's 200 pounds plus by the end of the day. Now, this Israelite has a ton of bread and he has 200 pounds of lamb to eat. This seems impossible. So what would the Israelite do? Okay, well, before we get to that, I want to share with you a way that you can show your thanks to the Lord today. Giving Tuesday is approaching, friends, and you can make a real difference in Israel with the Friends of Israel Gospel Ministry. As rockets from Gaza rain down and countless people are injured, Israel needs your help. Yeah, when someone is injured in Israel, especially during the war, every second counts. Imagine a metacycle, which is a medical motorcycle, rushing through traffic in narrow ancient streets, reaching the injured in record time with critical life-saving help. That's why your donation can make this a reality. Visit foi.org slash Tuesday or call 800-345-8461. That's foi.org slash Tuesday or call 800-345-8461 to donate now. Help us put a Metacycle on the road and save lives in Israel. Hey, listen, this is your chance to stand with Israel in their time of need. Every second counts and every dollar counts. Thank you for your generosity and thank you for being a friend of Israel. Again, please visit foi.org forward slash Tuesday or call 800-345-8461 to donate now because together we can make a difference. So we're looking at the very Hebrew word for thank you this Thanksgiving season. The Hebrew word is todah. And the first time it appears in the scriptures is Leviticus 7 uh, for the todah offering, the Thanksgiving offering, when an Israelite out of his own volition would gather 40 loaves of bread and take his finest lamb or goat and bring it to the tabernacle or the temple and say thank you to God. And maybe that Israelite is saying thank you to the Lord for the way the Lord provided a great harvest for the year. Or maybe he's saying thank you for healing a sick family member in his household. Either way, the Todah offering was not required. An Israelite could go his entire life and never say thank you to God, which is a very sad thing to think about. But God wants a thankful heart. He doesn't want to force a thank you from you. That's a that's disingenuous. God wants a grateful heart of gratitude. So when we left the last segment, do you remember the thankful worshiper would bring his bread and his choice lamb or goat, offer it up? And then the law demands that he must eat all the food before the end of the day. And you're probably asking, how would he eat all of that food? Well, check this out. The the, the thankful Israelite would take his abundance of meat and his abundance of bread that he used to show thanks to God. And he would set up a table outside the tabernacle or the temple, and he would begin to share his thanksgiving offering with others. He would bless family and friends 
and even strangers with a meal. As they would sit around to eat, they knew that this was a Toda offering, a Thanksgiving offering. So inevitably, a stranger eating a free lunch would ask the Israelite, what are you thankful for? Which gave him an opportunity to glorify the Lord and what the Lord has done in his life. It's a Thanksgiving meal. It's amazing. Now, Rabbi Isaac Abravanel, who comes from the 15th century, wrote in his commentary on Leviticus 7 that the fact that a great deal of food that must be consumed in a short time leads to a thankful person to invite relatives and friends and acquaintances to share in his meal and his joy. He will thus have the opportunity to tell them of the wonders and miracles that were done for him and God's name will be publicly glorified. I I love the way that the Lord structures this sacrifice. First, it wasn't required which means God doesn't want a manufactured thank you. Instead, he wants us to give him the praise and thanks he deserves from the heart. Second, the Lord didn't take the sacrifice for himself. Just think about that for a minute. The the offerer could have left the whole lamb for God to say thank you. Here you go, God. I'm saying thank you. I'm I'm giving this to you because of a blessing that you've given to me. God, God doesn't want you to buy his blessing. Instead, God's blessings are always free. God instead demands that that thankful Israelite take his own offering and eat the whole thing by the end of the day, forcing him to show the thankfulness that he has to the Israelites around him, to bless the Israelites around him. So think about it. Now, not only is God blessing that Israelite, but now through that blessing, the Israelite is blessing so many people and saying, I'm giving thanks to God and let me show you why. Friends, saying thank you to God isn't like a line that has a beginning to end. And here's what I mean. When God blesses you with something, it's a blessing that comes from our source of life. When you receive it and say thank you, that doesn't mean being thankful is over. Saying thank you isn't the finish line. Thankfulness isn't linear. Being thankful is cyclical. God blesses you. You say thank you by blessing others and pointing people back to the source of the blessing, which is the glorification of God, as Rabbi Abravanel wrote. Do you, do you know what happens when you forget to live out thankfulness to God by blessing others around you? You're forced to eat a 200-pound lamb with lots of bread all by yourself. That's not a blessing. That's painful to think about. But when we recognize that true thankfulness to God is actually blessing others as he's blessed us, just like the thankful Israelite who fed many people on the sacrifice that he brought to say thank you to God, that's when thankfulness is truly realized. You know, King David's last words, his last recorded prayer to God actually comes from 1 Chronicles 29. And in it, he says this, Toda, Lord. Listen to these final words. O Lord, God of our father Israel, you deserve praise forevermore. O Lord, you are great, mighty, majestic, magnificent, glorious, and sovereign over all the sky and earth. You, Lord, have dominion and exalt yourself as the ruler of all. You are the source of wealth and honor. You rule over all. You possess strength and might and magnify and give strength to all. Verse 13, now, O God, we give Toda. 
thanks to you and praise your majestic name. Think about that. King David's last words to God. Thank you. As we wrap up, I want you to think about this. Giving thanks to God isn't an annual event reserved for Thanksgiving. In fact, the prophet Jeremiah returns to Leviticus 7, the Thanksgiving offering, and he says that in the future millennial reign of Jesus Christ, Jeremiah 33, 11, it says this, once again, there will be sounds of joy and gladness and the glad celebrations of brides and grooms. Once again, people will bring their toda offering their thanks offering to the temple of the Lord. And they will say, give thanks to the Lord who rules over all for the Lord is good and his unfailing love lasts forever. We will forever say Toda to our creator and savior. Toda Rabbah Lord. Have a joyous Thanksgiving season. Thank you, Chris. That was really an encouragement to my heart and I'm sure our listeners. So now that we know this word Todah and Thanksgiving is coming up, uh, what do you think? Could some of our listeners use this as an entry point for discussion? You know, I love it when we all learn a new Hebrew word. So when you're sitting around your Thanksgiving table, it'll be a great time to stop and say, hey, I learned a new Hebrew word, Todah. It's a great way to say thank you to the Lord, Todah Rabbah. And Todah to you, Chris. Now, Apples of Gold, a dramatic reading from the life and ministry of Holocaust survivor Svi Kalisher. People all around us are lonely. I have such a neighbor. He stays distant from everyone. I became burdened for him. How could I show love to him? In Israel, we are not free to give out books, tracts, or to speak about the Lord. Here we must first become friendly with such a person. I racked my brain trying to figure out how to do this. So I fell on my knees and asked the Lord to show me. God answered my prayer two weeks later on a beautiful Sabbath day. My family and I were walking to the center of Jerusalem where we have our prayer meeting. As we were walking, who did we meet but this poor, lonely man? I suggested we walk together. I prayed silently, O oh Lord, please help me to show him how to open his heart to you. I could not believe this obstinate man became friendly as we walked. I asked, Why do you act so strange? It would be easier to go to the moon than to be friends with you. He said, You are the first person who has been friendly to me. I am glad you feel that way. I am your friend, and you can open your heart to me. He asked, how? 
I do not know you well. So I told him a little about myself, and then he said, I am alone in this world. I have been disappointed by many people in life. How can I know you will not turn against me also? I then said to my children, Let us sing the song from Psalm 118, and we sang, The Lord is on my side, I will not fear. This is a nice song, he said. Then I asked, Do you believe in God? Why should I? What has he done for me? Do you have a job? Are you healthy? I asked. Yes. Every day you see the beauty of the world, the sunshine, and the kindness of people all around you. For all these things you must thank the Lord, I said. He replied, I never go to synagogue, so how can I pray? I said, you can pray anywhere. The Lord is everywhere, and he can always hear your prayer. Why did you want to befriend me? I said, I saw in you what I see in everyone, the need to be saved. The Lord, in his mercy, has provided a way for us to be saved through his Son. I and my family have been saved by his mercy and blood. He loved us before we even knew him. And when we come to him in faith, he forgives and forgets our sins. He said, I feel like I have been raised from the grave and am alive again. I have greater desire to live than ever before. But how can I be sure this feeling will never leave? I told him, You must come to the Lord in faith. Then he will be your guide and show you the way to life and light. I was so grateful for this opportunity to share God's love with this lonely man. Please pray that he will continue to seek the Lord so he might know true joy and happiness. The impact of Zvi's life and ministry in Israel, it didn't end when he went home to be with the Lord. In fact, Zvi's legacy lives on. Our Friends of Israel ministry representatives continue to share the gospel in Jerusalem, Israel, and really all throughout the world. We also serve Holocaust survivors and their families. We provide free food, medicine, and clothing, and we even promote the safety and security of the state of Israel and the Jewish people everywhere. So when you give to the Friends of Israel, your donation actually allows us to advance the gospel of our Messiah, Jesus. You can give online by visiting foiradio.org. Again, that's foiradio.org. You can click right there on our donate link. Also, be sure to let us know where you listen when you contact us. Thank you so much for joining us for today's episode of the Friends of Israel Today. We're so grateful for those of you that have reached out to us at this time to pray for us and stand with us as we stand with Israel. Plan to be with us again next week. We'll have more information on what's happening in Israel. And Steve, one of the ways that our listeners can stand with Israel is actually by helping us this Giving Tuesday. We're looking to raise funds to purchase a metacycle for Israel's Magan Davida Dome. This is your chance to stand with Israel in their time of need. So remember, every second counts and every dollar counts. So thank you for your generosity and thank you for being a friend of Israel. Again, that's foi.org forward slash Tuesday. 
Our host and teacher is Chris Katulka. Today's program was produced by Tom Gallion, edited by Jeremy Strong, who also composed and performs our theme music, Mike Kellogg, Red Apples of Gold, and I'm Steve Conover, executive producer. Our mailing address is FY Radio PO Box 914, Bellamar, New Jersey, 08099. Again, that's FOI Radio, P.O. Box 914, Bellamar, New Jersey, 08099. Our web address is foiradio.org. Again, that's foiradio.org. The Friends of Israel Today is a production of the Friends of Israel Gospel Ministry. We are a worldwide evangelical ministry, proclaiming biblical truth about Israel and the Messiah, while bringing physical and spiritual comfort to the Jewish people.